WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We are here with you for the next half hour. You can reach me anytime if you're looking to buy or sell. We've got uh, 20 plus agents, and I come out and list and sell property. That's my specialty is selling them. You can reach me at 376-5483 over at Remax Properties East with the Sekoler Medley team. Also here in the studio, we've got Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They do great work. They come in with a team. They, uh, the teams all are all veterans and just phenomenal people. They're the number one home teams inspection service in the country, and I am so thrilled yeah. to uh, have Brett Lawler here with us at three five seven zero eight one three. Good to see you. Good morning, folks. Good Glad to be here. Morning, Brad. Also here, another dear friend of our uh, Lee Harris is legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow. She came in a couple of weeks ago and she taught one of our. Every month we're having her in to go over different policies and changes and uh, things and. Um, I've got some breaking news for agents around the Louisville area. You heard about this? There may be a change in the Jefferson County smoke detector ordinance. Yeah. Mm. Have you done any more research? Have you got any more on no, this? No, I just okay. heard that yesterday. We're here. There's actually a question on it. We'll get into that in just okay. a couple of minutes. My son Greg is the other person you're hearing in hey, the hey. studio who does a great job with uh, our videos, 3Ds, uh, videos and pictures and... Marketing and whatever. All of it. Whatever. And you can see what he does on Instagram. And which one do you use the most? At We Sell Louisville, at Greg Sekoler, Facebook, Instagram, Google us, everywhere. Uh, So if you uh, are in any chance looking for an agent, we would love to help you. You can go to louisvilleagent.com, and there's a form there to fill out. It'll get to me, and we'll move forward and go... To help you. Coming up a little bit later on in the show, 11 bathroom hazards that harm your home and your health. Not just when Bob's inside the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, to the phones we will go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Taylor. Yeah. There's a black substance around the edge of the tub in the home that I'm selling. A home inspector says it's mold, but from where? Is it dangerous? I've never had any problems. Yeah, that's a, that could be a, a friend says to bleach it. Yeah, so bleaching is hiding it, right, Brad? I mean, this is, and we don't know that it's a dangerous mold, but yeah, do, we, or do we, we? We wouldn't even know that it's a mold unless it's actually tested. Yeah. So a home inspector wouldn't call it mold unless he's actually applied a lab test to it. There was a he substance. Call it, yeah, a, he would call it a mold-like substance, yeah. fungal growth. Um, you know, it could just be something that it, it is a mildew that's down in the caulk. Yeah. We, we see that quite a bit. Uh, yeah, the biggest things with mold is you got to have water. you got to have the, the food source for it. And then you got to have the, the presence of the, of the spores. So in that case... Well, what's, what's the food source? So the, so the, well, different yeah. molds are going to grow on different substrates. Okay. So, you know, even, right. in, even in the uh, old caulk, uh, the drywall, the, the, it, it will grow in the grout. Uh, all of the, the the molds are eating all of those as food sources. So really, okay. the biggest right. thing is is you got to get rid of the moisture. So well, in a shower or tub, it, that's not necessarily easy to do. Not not easy to do. So in this case, what you're going to do is you're going to remove the old. Typically, you're going to remove the old uh, grout or the old caulk, uh-huh. uh, and then you're going to replace that. Uh, there are uh, caulks that have mildew. Um, Mildew resistant, yeah. Mildew yeah. resistant yeah. Uh, yeah. fungicides that are, it's a that are in them. Early. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And so those are the things that you would use to uh, to replace it. So I don't know that the the bleach is necessarily going to so solve that, the problem. That might hide it. it would, and that's it, my concern. Yeah. Lee, from a legal standpoint, on a disclosure, 
if you don't disclose that you have mold-like substance or something black-growing, which, we, you know, that's not the best thing to do. Buyers are going to see that, and they're not going to be happy with that. Uh, but if you try to spray it with bleach, are you a, could you prove in a court of law that this was an attempt by the seller to hide a defect? Yeah, so they're supposed to disclose anything they know of that's on that list that could be a defect. So it, one of those things is fungi, and... Um, if they said no, we never had any because they sprayed, you know, br- uh, sprayed bleach on it. You know, that's not going to count. So they would have to say yes, we had it and we somehow remediated it. Well, not to get too deep into getting making an open Pandora's box, but if if you're cleaning shower mildew, yeah, mildew, everyone yeah. has shower sure. mildew and well, fungal buildup to yeah. a point, yeah. and you're cleaning it. Now, are we disclosing that? Are we putting on well, a disposal? No, it's a different ty- issue. It's, it's a different issue, right? We're yeah. saying has there been mold from water damage, from something right. structural, from another problem caused by ABC? Or are we talking typical in this, the question of this caller, yeah. shower, do we know if it's mold? Do we, do we think it's – are we freaking out and saying that this is some sort of black mold or is it shower fungal mold? Are we jumping to the conclusion? Well, I think you can't call it black mold, but it, there's a definite – Because we know that's a, that's a stigma there with, but with that when terminology. But when I go into list a home, I, well, we walk through the house and I look in the shower. I mean I deliberately mm-hmm. – at first I ask permission um, and no one's ever refused me yet because I'm doing them a service here. And if I see something that is not normal, mm-hmm. like something like a fungi or substance – I point that I said, this could be a problem. You need to address it either with a handyman or you can do it yourself if you know how. But typically it's, it's going to be not so much the caulk, but it's going to be the grout. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's the caulk, the, not the grout. Yeah. It's the caulk around the edges mm-hmm. uh, to remove it and properly replace it. And then I, I go into a little bit in how to properly replace it with a little wet uh, sponge or bowl to dip your finger in to smooth out the edges. So, But the, the, it, this brings up a real point. And I'm going to ask for both your opinions on that. And, Greg, think about this. If the seller sprays bleach and it disappears and then it buys the home and let's just say three months later it comes back, is it a new problem or was it a pre-existing that the seller hit? Lee, from a legal standpoint, can you answer that? Uh, It's a proof problem. I mean, you know, if they can say – if someone can say they had mold. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about mildew because everybody has mildew. Right. Uh, but mold being something that's dangerous to your health or something that's dangerous to your property. Um, if somebody could say, yeah, they had that, and then they you know, covered it up for three months because they bleached it or did something that was a not a fix. Yep, it right. wasn't remediation. It was cover up. a cover-up. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yes, it could but be a legal It's proving issue. it is what you right, said. Right, exactly. Right. And, and keep in mind that mold can appear in about 24 hours. Right. So, oh, so th- right. Oh, that's yeah, a good point. Right. Yeah. So, so it's not going to be gone mm, for three months. Okay. No, that makes no. sense. So I, different. I didn't know what the incubation. Right. And, yeah. and we're talking, and that's what I'm saying. Pandora's box. We're talking right. about the type of mold, right. where it's sourced from. Mm-hmm. Can you prove that it's from something specific, or are we talking typical yeah. shower mold mildew that you just need to clean? Right. But this is an important part, and uh, yeah. certainly um, we'll talk more in a few minutes when we get to the eleven bathroom hazards that harm your home and health, and it oh, may yeah. surprise you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back to the phone. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Good morning. Yeah. And uh, I was filling out some paperwork to list my house, and I noticed they have to have a date and a time. Uh, I don't understand. Why do we have to date and time with every signature? Yeah, I, I've asked that question before, but, Lee, there is a legitimate answer, legal answer. There's two, there's two answers. One is because 
license law requires it. If you list your house with someone, license law requires that all signatures and initials be dated and timed. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason for that is not just to be a pain. It's because if there are, uh, you want to see a sequence of events. So if there are ever changes to that document, uh, you want to know when did the person sign this? What date and time? When did they sign this? What date and time? That way you can, if you look at that document six months from now, you can see when did each thing happen versus if everybody just signed or just initialed and there were changes. You have no chronological. Like yeah, it's a, exactly. It, and, and, and to be more specific, like there's a, there's forms that us as agents are legally supposed to speak about before we ever have contact with you. This is the first thing, first contact agency mm-hmm. disclosures. So you can explain and you know how we work now. They want, we want, the board wants, lawyers want to see that we have done that before any other paperwork and what ends up happening oftentimes, not that something we do, but you see in practice where those papers don't get signed until the contract gets signed because they don't, you know, you don't want to bombard them. And then you start to have issues where, oh, I wasn't explaining this, that, and the third. And if you don't have your I's dotted and your T's crossed, this is one of the ways of doing that. So here's a question. I'm going to ask this rhetorically. I know the answer to this, but I think it's an interesting point. If you are selling it, writing forms either as a contract to buy or to list and sell your home, and it asks for the times, and let's say it requires the time on three or four documents in succession, uh, and you put the same time, let's just say it's 9 a.m. on each of the times of each of the pages, is that a problem? I'm well, asking that rhetorically because we know the answer, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to literally put. At the bottom of each page, the exact nine, time. 901, 904, nine, because it shows that you have read it, right? Yeah. Because no one can read a seven-page document in one minute. Yep. So if every document says 9 o'clock, you're just putting the time. Yeah. But yeah, the, the purpose is to show that you have read that. You've said, now it's 902. I've read that page. Now it's 906. I've yeah. read that page. Yeah. But most people don't look at their watch. They just put 9 o'clock. But there is case law that showed where someone put the same time on the successive documents that they were ruled to be not, not what would be a term for that, not acceptable in a court of law or not proof of having been done properly? What would you say? Right. I mean, the point is to yeah. say, you know, a page would take you two to five minutes to read. So if if you have that yeah, the succession. timing, yeah. Right. Yeah, then you can say, oh, they read it. If they say everything's nine o'clock, they're going to say, I didn't read it. I just signed the back page and I just put the, you know. And so it helps everyone else if the person who's signing actually does do the actual time. All I'm saying is if there's, I'm just going to say this, I'm done. And I know a lot of agents in the car will either say, yeah, goes. you're on it or not. Here he goes. I'm going to get on a little soap box. If it's just to prove the timing, it's not a, such a big deal that it's 9.01 or 2 or 3. It's the fact that they've seen it at 9 o'clock. I think you go too far when you start asking these buyers and sellers to have Listen, to look at the clock every time. I, I get it. I'm not going to go there. It, but right, you know, this is, there's, a reason, there's a reason for this. Moving on. If you want to hear about our reviews, and they're pretty good, you go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's LouisvilleZillow.com. Our reviews are there, and you can see what we do and our agents and I think they're pretty good. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. 
Bob, this is Rachel. Yeah. I'm about to sell my home and have a concern. Uh -huh. When I bought the house five years ago, the inspector said the tiles in the basement were made of asbestos and should be removed. I really didn't care about that, so I never asked for the removal. Now I'm wondering if I should have requested the removal because mm. I'm concerned the buyer is going to ask me to have them removed. Are there any suggestions you might have? So, Brent, asbestos tiles, they're actually pretty obvious, right? Yeah, usually they're a 9 by 9 format, uh, pretty typical um there's is is well that's the size you're gonna usually find the yeah. question usually it's they're down a couple layers uh but when but you, what if they're not but if they're not yeah so what you're looking for is any sort of damage to those tiles uh you're looking for anything that that has been nicked or cut broken uh any of the fibers that are loose that's the that's really where the problem lies so so grab depending your, on how much grab wear your, yeah but grab your tape measure folks mm -hmm. and go down to mm -hmm. wherever you might think yep. you might have them and measure them. If they're nine by nine, there's yeah. a fairly good chance those are asbestos. Yes, and if they are asbestos and you want to remove them, do not do that yourself. Do not. But no. okay, so let's yeah. talk about what your options are. Mm -hmm. You could have them mediated by yes. removing them, but there's a more simpler, cheaper yeah, option. Yeah, usually the way you're wanting to do that is just to encapsulate it. So put it, put another layer over top of it, or even carpet over it. Uh, it. Anything that would probably an impervious layer would be a little bit better than, which than carpet. A, which means another tile. <laughs> another tile. Yeah, yeah another a, a solid vinyl, sheet vinyl yeah. product probably works really well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've 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 seen people paint over those mm. before they put mm. carpet down. That mm -hmm. that might make sense too. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely not something you just want to go down and randomly start tearing out of your uh, your basement. So, Rachel, either get some tiles and cover them or mm -hmm. put uh, something. You could do a carpet and just uh, encapsulate mm -hmm. that way. Yep. But that uh, you might be more proactive at this point than just reactive to the home inspector. Right. Back to the phones, and this is a big one. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Kathy, yeah. and I'm getting ready to sell my home, but I've getting such varying reports on this smoke detector th ordinance thing. And I just need to know, do I have to have a new smoke detector on every floor or just where we sleep or just, just help me out here, Bob. Yep. And I, I live in Jefferson County, by the way, I know that the other counties don't really care if we died in the fire. <laughs> well, so it's only wow. Jefferson County that requires it. Obviously uh, this person has a little bit of a problem with other counties, but um, so Lee, yeah. As a as the legal expert for mm -hmm. us, yes. let's start with where should smoke detectors be in Jefferson County as required by the ordinance? And then I've got the ordinance to read a little more into this. Go ahead. Sure. They absolutely have to be on every floor. Uh, so the basement, the if there's an attic that is in any way habitable, and all the other floors, um, especially where there's sleeping areas, and they're supposed to be outside a sleeping area. Some people would go as far as to say they need to be in every sleeping area. However, um, there's a little there's a little debate about that. But uh, on every floor uh, and outside the sleeping areas, and they need to be ten year lithium batteries or hardwired, non removable lithium right, batteries, exactly, or hardwired with a battery yes. backup. And those have to be put in after you sign your contract, but before you close, before closing, and. If you have a smoke alarm or an alarm company that monitors, that does suffice. Yes. So this is this is an amazing problem in Jefferson County mm -hmm. that is just starting to materialize. So, Brad, do you have anything you want to add before I no, go into this? No, that's, okay. those are the exact rules that we follow. That's what you follow. Okay. So here is the actual smoke detector ordinance that is from its section... 94.02, smoke detectors required type and replacement. Okay, 
And I will tell you, after I read this, parts of it, you will all have a problem with this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In all dwelling units, smoke detectors powered by hardwire AC primary power source or a self-monitored non-removable 10-year lithium battery shall be installed and maintained after the effective date of this subchapter. Single station detectors presently installed utilizing standard batteries may continue to be used as long as the units remain operational. This is from the ordinance, which means, according to this ordinance, if the 9-volt one works, you don't have to replace it. I don't know where it's evolved, but uh, I have a feeling where we know. So I am taking this on, and, Lee, I'm asking you, I'd like you to do more research on this and see who actually has modified or changed what the actual ordinance is. Because if we're adhering to regulations, at least in Jefferson County, we want to make sure they're the right regulations. And there's some suspect here, and I'm going to read this section C of this issue here. Smoke detectors shall be installed in accordance with applicable NFPA standards and the manufacturer's recommendations. Right. So if I am a the manufacturer, I am going to recommend... That every sure. two every two feet there should be a smoke detector right. because I'm smelling I'm going to be selling smoke detectors left and right. I think that is a conflict of interest if the ordinance reflects the manufacturer's recommendations. It should be the fire department or the people that are in the know, which is the fire department, who tells you where to place it, and that should be our ordinance. Now, as far as a comment about the other counties, that uh, it's really self governing if a if a homeowner is concerned and you have a nine volt and the reason they change it to the 10 year non-removable is because people would sell their homes they would have removed the nine volt because it was chirping the new buyers think that the smoke detector was working but it really wasn't and they relied on it and then there was a fire and that spread and they weren't Mm -hmm. alerted so i hand you the ordinance that we pulled just if you get a moment have have one of the many people that you work with just check into this and let us know because I trust you and I think we all need to know, not only buyers and sellers but all of us as agents, what is going on because there is a rumor that's going around the city right now that the Jefferson County is going to revoke that ordinance, that they're going to go back to, well, whatever it is, it is. And if that's the case, that's fine, but we want to know. Sure. Are you with me? Okay. I certainly will. All right. So there we go. That's the issue on smoke detectors. We're going to take a break. When we come back, 11 bathroom hazards that harm your home and your health. In the studios, Lee Harris, who knows her stuff. Let me just tell you, she former legal counsel for the Kentucky Real Estate Commission and is over at Limestone Title and Escrow. I just had a closing there a couple of weeks ago. They do a great job. And by I will tell you, new furniture over there looks fantastic. Thank you. And yeah. the cookies are spectacular. I know, the cookies are good. Of course, are spectacular. Yeah. You can reach Lee anytime on her cell phone, and she does answer. It's 649-7964. Also... Brad Lawler is here, Home Team Inspection Service, 357-0813. Son Greg, who does a great job with all of our market and media, and you can reach him only on Instagram. Follow him, and that is... At We Sell Louisville or at uh, Greg Sokola. Yep. Facebook, Instagram, Google. Good. There. Good. You can reach me anytime, 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. 
and team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sekoler, the Sekoler medley team over at Remax Properties East. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran, Shark Tech uh, fame, and much more. If you want more information about our guaranteed sale program, you can simply call me. We'll come out. We set a price, list, sell, uh, no extra fees. You can cancel at any time with our guaranteed sale program. But most of our people say, hey, let's just list it because of how aggressive we are. And we get top dollar and uh, quick terms for you. So if you want me to help you, call me, 376-5483. Check out our reviews on uh, LouisvilleZillow.com, all of our Zillow reviews. If you want to hear what our sellers have to say or buyers have to say, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com or LouisvilleBuyersTalk.com. All right, 11 bathroom hazards. So I got to tell you, um, Sandy keeps a very clean house and is constantly on the prowl for even the most minute dirt particles. <laughs> but even this is going to get her attention. Sandy, listen to this. So uh, your bathroom may be your spot to relax in a tub after a long day with all that plumbing, humidity, and other business going on. There's lots of unexpected hazards. Soap scum around the, the soap, right? Around the um, tub or in the shower. Neglecting the tub isn't uh, unsightly. Simple buildup can lead to slips, falls while bathing or getting in and out of the tub. The bathroom is the leading location of unintentional injuries, especially for older people. So in addition to keeping the tub or shower floor clean, consider adding non-slip strips. And I'm kind of shocked at this, folks. Termites, if you have kids and they're splashing around in the tub, beware the liquid that can get under the flooring and into the structure of the house, especially on the ground, creates a virtual feeding ground for termites. Brad, you see this a lot with uh, the... 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's an area where the termites will appear just because it's there's a food source there, and they will travel up. Now, it's depending on where the bathroom is in the house, yeah. and they, they may have to travel a little bit away. But, yeah, they would they would certainly. Another concern, though, would be the water. The kids are splashing in the tub. Yeah. Water goes over the tub. Yeah. So the water goes down. Could it not weaken the subfloor? Yeah, that would hurt. It yeah. would damage the subfloor for yeah. sure. They might have to be replaced. Yeah, so be mm-hmm. careful about and, that. And yeah. if it's on the second floor, then you're damaging the, the ceiling, ceiling yeah. in the room below it. I'm with you. Everyone knows what happens in the bathroom, but covering up the scent with an air freshener may do more harm than good. Some sprays contain VOCs and cancer-causing chemicals, such as benzene and uh, formaldehyde. If uh, it stinks, open a window or turn on a fan. Man. You know, uh, or check to see because doesn't there's got to be some stuff that's safe. No, I'm listen. I'm one of those millennial hippies, yeah, and yeah. I will say I get on my high horse whenever people are spraying, and not because of the whole aerosol thing, but there are people that have lung conditions and allergies. Don't spray those. Now, bathrooms one place. I'm just bringing yeah, it up because yeah. I'm on my, my soapbox. But when you're in the gym and places like that, don't spray your, your darn aerosol deodorant and all that kind of stuff. Keep it outside. All right. That's, and then for this stuff, yeah, you're right. Yeah. There are probably safe things. But burn a candle. Light a match. Yeah, do something that's less intrusive to the environment, well, please. Lighting a match, I think, could be causing a problem as, as well. As long as it's a beeswax candle, right? Beeswax. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Flexible. Natural. All natural. Organic beeswax. Moving on. <laughs> Flexible vinyl flooring. It's a quick upgrade. But some flooring vinyls contain... Uh, a variety of volatile compounds that are used to make plastics and, yeah. quite frankly, create problems. Bathroom cleaners. This is something that shocks me. It's tempting to use the super-duper strongest cleanser that you can find. You see the scrubbing bubble mm-hmm. guy going around cleaning everything. But the, some chemicals contain the irritants to the skin or eyes, emit dangerous fumes. Instead, look for cleaners certified as the safer choice by the EPA. And we're not we're not sponsored method cleaners Casey uses those at our house. They're great. They're they're non-toxic. They're... I think the key there is not to mix the chemicals, not to mix the cleaners. That's where you All really right, well, get in trouble. Another thing. Yeah. 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 Hairballs? Anybody who's got hair over the time beauty routine including hair products and dirt you wash down the sink, clog up the pipes, and then we use what those Drano type things to it can damage your pipes. Am I right on this, Brad? Yeah, uh, you'd have to use them for a long, long time. I think. Okay, so you like, know, if you pour the Drano into the mm-hmm. drain to clean the clogs, to, right. th- that doesn't heat up and cause plastic I, PVC to melt. No, okay. it would, no, and it won't get not hot the, enough. Not today's mm-hmm. grading right. standards. Yeah, All right, just... sit down, folks. And Sandy, you better be holding on to something and sit down. Many soaps marketed as antibacterial or antimicrobial okay. contain additives like tri. Clozan or triglyceriban, yeah. which have been linked to yeah. uh, affections from allergies, hormone disruption, and the kicker, they don't actually get your hands any cleaner than the vigorous washing with regular soap and water, so skip them. And Sandy gives me this this thing all, all the time. I need to sing, what, happy birthday while I'm washing Wash, my yeah. hands? And yeah. the, when right. you're done singing, you're done washing. Mm-hmm. The alphabet? That's what we teach our toddler. Oh, boy. <laughs> lead, also corroded pipes. Yeah. One of the connected with the lead solder, solder can leach this dangerous metal into your water. So lead paint, lead lead pipes. Lead pipes in they, older do homes. Do you see them in a lot yeah, of they're homes? Yeah, still, they're still in some older homes. What part in of the, the homes are you seeing? Uh, well, you're going to spot them in the basement. They're going to be a pipe that looks like it has a funny shape to it, like it's actually been a soft metal that's been bent. That's about the only place you're going to actually see evidence that you still have lead pipes in your house. Are they using it for water supply or mm-hmm. drainage? Uh, no, it would be water supply. Water yeah. supply? Yeah, there's still there's, there's like still, there's still some out there. Where? Mm-hmm. Old Louisville? Yeah, Old Louisville. Where else? Parts. Anyone else? You know? That's about the only place I've seen them. Old farmhouses I've seen you, them in, You too, would but. suggest at that point that those be yeah. replaced? We identify those as 
Um, okay, something else that's very simple. No, too, no wanting lead in the water. All right, too hot water. Keeping your water heater set too high can lead to burns and scalding, particularly for kids. This is really important. Yeah. Manufacturer recommends keeping water set at 140 degrees. EPA is suggesting set to 120 degrees, and you'll save more money, correct? Yes. We good yeah. on that? All right. All right. 120 is a good number. All right. We are out of time. Those are some, some hits that I think we really all need to think about. I think this is so important that we deal with this on a regular basis for all of our folks who are listening to us. In the studio, we want to thank Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans. It's a great way of paying back the service that these vets do for our country. Uh, you can reach Brad and his team at 357-0813. Also, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow, does a great job, great person, great people over there. You can reach her to set up your closing. You can pick the closing attorney you want. Six four nine seven nine six four. Thank you guys for being here. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Son Greg here in the studio. Thank you. Instagram and which one you want to go Instagram with? Instagram at We Sell Louisville at Greg's Color, Facebook, Google. If you are thinking about selling your home, free, no obligation booklet, uh, 150 tips plus, Bob at We Sell Louisville.com. Call me 376 See you next week on News Radio 840 WHAS.